Have you had a business copycat? Have you ever had someone copy your logo, your brand, your social posts? Maybe you haven't had this happen to you, but you are scared that it might and you're letting that hold you back. So just what should you do if you have or if you're worried about getting copycatted? Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. The problem is that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner, dedicated to helping you grow your business, to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. Hello, Adam here with your weekly dose of business building goodness here on the Beauty Business Podcast. Now, before we dive into today's episode proper, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First of all, have you found yourself thinking, I need more clients or I need more clients like that particular one client that you have that's really good and comes in regularly and you love to see them when they do? Or even, why do I seem to have plenty of clients, but I'm still not making the money that I need? Well, I have a cure for all three of these problems, and I'd like to share that cure with you in a live workshop I'm holding very soon. Now, I have three client-getting secrets that I've observed are in place in all of the most successful beauty businesses. You know, the ones that are fully booked and work the hours that they want to work, and they just seem to make it look so damn easy. Yeah, them. Well, let me clue you in on what these secrets are, and once you understand what they are and how they work within your business to cure this client problem, how you can put them in place too. So just head to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash secrets virtual seat and I can't wait to share these with you. Now welcome along to episode 96. Now branding is everywhere these days. As we keep being told by those people on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, your brand isn't just your logo. It's everything about your business. It includes your logo, but it's your color schemes, it's your tone, it's your language, it's your personality, it's your team, your premises, your fonts, how you speak to your clients, whether you're serious, cheeky, funny, modern, retro, on and on and on it goes. And this is great generally because infinite options for your brand creates infinite possibilities. And that means that no two beauty businesses are the same, which in turn makes it easier for clients to choose what's right for them. And that means more client loyalty for you. But what happens when you've painstakingly taken the time to craft your brand, to create your website, curate your images, your logos, your colors, and then you come across another business that somehow miraculously looks exactly the same as yours? Well, your first reaction is probably confusion or outrage, which might very quickly turn to anger. This happens quite a lot and is extremely frustrating. Plus, With the situation as it is in the world where we live right now, I predict that new businesses that are short on time and money might be tempted to look at another one that's doing quite well and just save themselves that time and effort and money and think, I'll just copy what they're doing. So I think we might see this happening a little bit more often in the next couple of years. It might even have already happened to you. 
but then again, it might not have happened to you. Look, this is not so common that it's going to happen to everyone. I'm not going to guarantee that. But the fear of it happening might stop you from putting yourself out there a bit more. Maybe you've got an idea for a new treatment. Maybe you've got a new technique that you've created or perfected that's better than what's out there already. But you're scared to shout about it because you're worried someone might copy it. Maybe you're just afraid to put adverts out there for fear someone might steal your ideas. Well, the problem is here is you've just sabotaged your own success before you've even started. If you don't put something out there that could help you grow your business because someone may copy it, look at what you've just done. You've just guaranteed your own limitations. Rather than putting whatever is out there and receiving the rewards and the benefits in terms of growing your business and your authority, making more money, getting more clients, yes, maybe someone might copy you. But first of all, that's a maybe and not a definitely. And even if they do, well, it's really not the end of the world as I'm going to explain as we go today. So what can you do? What do you do in this situation other than just getting angry? Well, first of all, let's put a bit of definition around this. Let's get some perspective going, okay? So what exactly are we talking about here? Is someone copying your social posts, your logo, your website, your posters, that kind of thing? So, okay, before you go and start firing off angry emails and threatening legal action, how about we just check in with ourselves first? Okay, are they really copying you? Or were you both simply following a trend or even using the same source material? What do I mean? Well, when it comes to things like social media, even websites, there are always trends, you know, just like there might be seasonal colors for clothing and furnishings and things like that. The same is true for marketing. So we're all a little bit copycat inside, a little bit magpie. We see something that we love and it sticks in our minds. And then when it comes back out again, we might not even realize when we use that idea ourselves that we are being a copycat. So take a look at Pinterest, for example. It's like the ultimate copycat machine. You want ideas for something and you look at Pinterest. Now, my wife and I recently redecorated quite a big home after we had an extension built. And we wanted loads of ideas for things like lighting designs and sofas and paint colors, tables and chairs and artwork and that sort of thing. So where did we end up looking? Well, more often than not, Pinterest. I mean, Pinterest even allows you to save stuff that you like. We had a Pinterest board that we shared with each other for each room of the house. And when we agreed on something that we loved, we looked to see where that thing came from and we might have bought that exact thing. Or we just looked for something very, very similar as an alternative. Were we copying or were we simply using someone else's ideas as inspiration. Well, I think for the vast majority of copycat situations, there's a really fine line between inspiration and copycatting. Now, I think that all business owners should be constantly looking for inspiration from all around them. If they see something that works, then you should absolutely consider to use whatever it is in your own business, but not a straight copy. You shouldn't just copy it. You should always adapt it to fit your brand. So let me break this down. So let me say maybe you're using colors that are on trend and you're using a look that's on trend. So, And so is your supposed copycat, right? Maybe you're both using the same software or the same designer to produce your stuff. So this is what I mean by using the same source content. You're starting off from the same place. So when it comes to social media, okay, canva.com is a massively popular tool, as it should be. Now, if you're not familiar with Canva, it's an online tool that you can use to create everything from social media posts to posters and templates and headers and all sorts of things. Now, imagine if that's exactly what your copycat did. You know, they haven't really copied you. They've just done exactly the same as you. 
Now, I've received a marketing email actually a couple of weeks ago from a sunglasses company, quite a big one, that I've bought some sunglasses from before. So naturally, I'm on their mailing list. Now, when they sent it to me, I knew right away that they'd done this. They'd simply used a Canva template and just changed some of the words because I'd been on Canva that morning and I'd seen exactly that template offered to me as something that I might want to use. Now, the same thing is true for posters. Maybe you and your supposed copycat both use Canva for these. Maybe you use Snapper. Maybe you both use the same printing company like printed.com or something like that. And you've both used the same template. Naturally, your results are going to look similar. Now, websites are not immune to this either. If you use any of the popular website creation software like Wix or Squarespace, or even my own smart salon website software, if you just stick with this template as it is, and don't really change it very much, then you're obviously going to have the same result as lots of other people. Now, if you're going to use templates for things like this, and you should because it does save a lot of time, then at least make sure, you know, you change the colors to be your brand colors. You change the text to be your brand text and you inject some of your own personality in there. You know, once you do that, it becomes much less likely that you're going to end up with the same result as someone else. Okay, next on my let's get some perspective list is does it actually matter? Okay, so let's say you've identified a copycat and you've moved past the situation that I just described. You are sure that you've not just used the source material as someone and you're not both simply following a trend. You've identified somehow that they really are copying you in some way. Then what I want you to ask yourself is this question. Does it actually matter? Now, I'm not being dismissive here. What I mean is Let's look at things like, are they the same business as you? You know, if someone is copying you and you're, say, a lash tech and they're a yoga instructor, then does it really matter if they're copying you? Now, they do say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. It was obvious that this was going to come up in this episode. I don't think it's physically possible to have this discussion without someone quoting this. So if a yoga instructor is copying something you do, does it actually matter? Okay, is it really going to have any effect on business. Now, this brings up an important point here. I want you to really understand, and this is definitely a mindset thing, okay? I want you to really appreciate that only you can harm your own business. No copycat, no matter how severe, has the power to stop you being you, what you do, and being successful at it. So think about this. Let's say someone has literally duplicated everything about what you do, your business name, your logo, your colors, your treatments, your prices, your social media, your artwork, everything. That in and of itself has no effect on your business. Only you and how you react to it has the power to negatively affect you and therefore possibly, if you let it, your business. Now, that's why I'm really focusing on the perspective angle before we take things to the next level. I've never heard anyone really talk about this before. So, the yoga instructor is copying your stuff. It's annoying, sure, especially if you spent a long time, you know, crafting the look of your brand. Maybe you even paid a designer and it cost you lots of money and someone else has just kind of copied that and it's not cost them anything. Yes, it's annoying. It's rude. It's likely to make you angry. So what? It means you did a great job. They loved what you did so much. They thought, wow, I wish my stuff looked like that. And they kind of, yeah, took the shortcut and just stole it. But anyway, but if they're a yoga instructor and you're a lash artist, does it mean it's going to make you lose customers? Does it mean it's going to make you lose any revenue to them? No. So when it comes to this type of business copycat, who cares? 
What I think people should do is just move past it. Accept it as a form of compliment and move on. Keep doing more of what you're doing. Now, actually, I've said this to people before. Um, Treat it as a business milestone and actually celebrate it. Make fun of it even. You know, like when you get your first negative review or your first hater on social media. Look, if you're doing well in business or indeed anything in life, if you're standing out from the crowd, someone is going to have a problem with it. It's going to happen at some point. So, you know, embrace it. Okay, but let's say it's not a yoga instructor. Let's say it's another beauty business doing the same treatments as you. Before you blow up, first of all, where are they based? Okay, now, true story. I had a coaching client um, start a session with me furious because she'd found another beauty salon copying the look of her social media posts, as well as the general text that was in there. They had actually gone to the trouble of, of changing it a little bit, but it was very obvious that it was that they'd copied the image and they'd very much copied the idea of the post. And they were literally just re, re or posting them back out again a few days after she'd posted them. Now, she was honestly ready to explode. Now, I shared with her everything that I've just talked about here. I did manage to calm her down after a few minutes to see that it's actually not the end of the world. But then we sort of started to talk about, you know, how she could deal with the situation. And as she was doing this, she admitted that this other beauty business was in an entirely different country. Now, my coaching client at the time was based in New Zealand and the copycat was in Australia. I couldn't believe it. I mean, you know, if you're a local business, even if you bring in clients from like 30 kilometers away or even 50 kilometers away, how on earth is another business owner that's in a totally different country possibly going to have any real effect on your business other than if you let them? Now, again, it's annoying, but if it doesn't actually affect you in any way, don't give it the headspace. If you stress about it, if you dwell on it and you let it bring you down, that's the only way it can negatively affect you. Now, in this situation, the copycat themselves can't affect your business. Only you can. So, by all means, have a rant to someone for 10 minutes about it. If you've got a coach or a mentor or a trusted friend, speak to them, okay? Do it in private. Don't do it on social media and then move on. Show that you have the stronger mindset and that it hasn't even bothered you and move on. Do not give it power over you. Okay, but what about if the copycat is the same type of business as you and they're in the same area as you? That's different, right? Well, no, it isn't. The same actually still applies. Only you can affect your own business or the impact that a copycat has on your business. Yes, it's much closer to home and that ratchets up the annoyance factor quite a bit, but it still doesn't directly affect anything that you are doing. So make light of it again, poke fun at it, take its power away. Heck, I'd even be tempted to post about it on social media as the fact that you've proven your business and your branding and your marketing is so amazing that People are now copying it. But one thing, do make sure that you really are being copied at this point and you have your evidence in order here. Take some screen grabs on your phone or your computer of exactly how your copycat is copying you. And if possible, show how you created or posted or whatever it was first before they copied it. You really don't want to be claiming someone copied you only to find that you accidentally did. Simply both use the same software or designer or source material because that could get really kind of sticky. So being copycatted does engage those emotions quite a bit. It's certainly a roller coaster of kind of you start off with shock and outrage turning to annoyance and anger and then stress and possibly even panic. You know, we all do like to catastrophize a little, don't we? So 
If you spot a copycat, first of all, make sure you take a step back and get that all-important perspective. Can it really have any effect on your business? Oh, and also in the perspective genre there, think also about frequency. Now, I kept mentioning social posts here because that is the most common form of business copycatting that we see these days. And when it comes to frequency, you know, did you simply find that someone copied one post and that's it? You know, the life cycle of an average social media post these days is almost nothing. I mean, for Twitter, it's a few minutes. For Facebook, it's maybe a few hours. For Instagram, maybe even as long as a day. But if it was just one post, it was just a one-off that someone copied, then it's almost not even worth giving it headspace. However, if it's prolonged, constant, every post, well, that's a bit different. And if you keep seeing that this is happening, well, that's when it really can start to wind you up. And even the most zen of mindsets would be challenged if someone kept continually copying your stuff. Now, in that case, purely to put a stop to it taking up your headspace, that's when it might be worth, first of all, gathering your evidence. Like I said, if it's articles or web pages someone's copying and you want to prove it's been happening over a period of time, you can use something called the Google Wayback Machine, which is kind of like time hop for websites. You can actually use it to show historical pages, articles, posts, all that kind of thing that have been copied, even if they've been taken down since. And then once you have all that evidence, if you want to take action, pass it off to someone legal, a solicitor, a lawyer, something like that. They probably recommend sending a cease and desist letter to start with, which nine times out of 10 will actually be enough to stop it. But use this only as a way to stop it bothering you. Don't get involved yourself. That will only give more power to the copycat in the situation. It takes up even more of your headspace and it only increases the chances that it will have a negative effect on your business. Now, if you're angry about it, If you can't sleep and you're letting it occupy your thoughts and change your mood when you're serving your clients, that's when it will start to have a real effect on your business. So don't let it. So if the copycat is persisting and you want to take some action here, that's what I'd recommend you do. A cease and desist letter is plenty to stop most people, but just make sure you outsource this. And then as Anna in Frozen says, let it go. Can't believe I just used a Disney reference there. Anyway, but What about when someone takes it to the next level? And rather than just copying what you do, they're actually trying to pass off your stuff as their own. Maybe they're using your images as their own and even trying to make it look like you are possibly the same business or something along those lines. Well, this, my friend, is no longer copycatting. This is imitation for a start it's actually illegal, where copycatting in most places isn't, okay? Not specifically anyway. Certainly, it's difficult to prove or actually get any sort of result from or in any legal case, but imitation is an entirely different animal. Now, once again, do use some perspective here. If they borrowed one of your images once, you know, it really might not be worth devoting your time, effort, and energy, and headspace to. But anything more than that, then you are probably going to need to do something about it. Now, again, Don't give it too much power. Accept that it's happened. It's actually a bit of a compliment. You know, they've seen you're doing well. They want that for themselves. So they're trying to ride on your coattails. Yes, I know it's a difficult way to look at it if they're claiming your work is theirs, but come on, it's true. So gather your evidence. Don't get too involved yourself. Pass it to a legal representative and then have them deal with it. I honestly feel once you start to engage with a copycat or impersonator, in person, it tends to make the situation worse for you. And now you really are involved and that can only increase your care factor and the level of stress it places on you and the amount of headspace that it starts to take up. But simply waiting for your copycat to happen 
might not be your cup of tea. Like I said, if you're retaining any level of success, really anything, especially business, someone is probably going to copy you in some way at some point. So what can you do to preempt or prevent people trying to copy you? Well, first of all, you can trademark your business name or any specific treatments or techniques or protocols or anything like that that you've created. It's really not hard to do these days. You can do it online and it costs just a few hundred dollars to do so. But just be aware, this is not any sort of guarantee that it won't happen. I would recommend you do it if it bothers you, but it's simply a form of proof that you created whatever it was first. Doesn't stop someone copying it. You'd still have to take the legal action and pass the cease and desist letter. It's notoriously hard and potentially very, very expensive to actually get any sort of action taken, even if you have a trademark. So do it, but just accept that it's not really a guarantee of anything. It's just more of a discouragement, if you really like. Now, if you develop a product, you can trademark it as well as getting something called a patent. Now, this can be a bit more involved, a bit more expensive, but a patent is much more of a secure form of protection. Now, patent infringement, whilst costly, is more straightforward to prove, resulting in it being more difficult to legally battle against, and therefore it's a bigger deterrent to anyone really taking the time to want to copy you. Now, you can also stay ahead of the game. You know, you're always evolving your business as you go. If you do get a persistent copycat, then it might be time for a refresh. You know, you're the original. They'll always only be able to follow you. Your clients aren't stupid. They'll see that. This is why it's so important. And I keep going on about using your personality, using your story in your business and your marketing. Because people can copy a design, people can copy a logo or even a social post or even a treatment list, but they can't be you. You know, they can't have your personality. They can't have your levels of service. They can't have your connection with your clients. They can't have the way that you deal and speak with people. So if you do get a copycat, then like I've said, shift your mindset on it first. It actually means you're doing well and you're getting noticed. So, you know, check that off your business journey list, maybe even take it as a sign that it's time to take things to the next level. You know, how can you do more of whatever it is that you're doing that's working that's so well that people want to copy you? So focus on being you. Focus on serving your clients, on building your own business and not on caring about what other people are doing. So I hope that's helped. You know, if you've got a copycat story, I'd love to hear about it. Head over to my Facebook group, Beauty Business Hackers, and share your story about it in the group. Now, if you've had a particular success with a copycat, share that too. Now, I'll be back again next week. We're going to be talking about better business decisions. Who's a bit of a procrastinator? Who's a bit of a bury your head in the sand and if I don't think about it, the problem might go away type person? Well, I'm going to show you a strategy that I've used for years now to help me make better decisions in my business. Okay, I'm not going to say it'll always, always help you make the right decision. What I will say is it will stop you putting off making decisions and it will certainly make you 100% confident, clear and comfortable with the decision that you do make. Now, I'm even going to be giving away an amazing resource that's going to help you with this process, to help you make business decisions more quickly and like I said, with way more confidence. So make sure you join me next week for that. Okay, that's it for me for now. Stay positive, stay protected, stay safe. Observe those guidelines where you are. Keep connected with all your clients, even the ones that are not coming to see you right now. And above all, keep being you. Bye for now.